0: Morris oh, McCarthy
1: to get on goal. Brian you get rid of the
2: everybody, and welcome to the second episode of the Nobody's Podcast. This evening, we will be joined by Nemo's chairman, Padre Tracy, who will be discussing how the club coped through lockdown and the reopening of the club this weekend. And also, myself and Karen will be discussing the recent championship games that have taken place and the upcoming fixtures. <laughs> So we're delighted to welcome Club Chairman Podrick Tracy to the second episode of the Nobody's Podcast. You're very welcome, Podrick. Thanks, Brian. We'd like you to tell your own Nemo story first from the start where it began, how we got involved, and we we'll go from there. Yeah, thanks, Brian.
0: My involvement started I suppose back in, in uh when we were in the South Dog Road. Played a bit there at underage level. Like everything else, you know, life comes upon and we move on a bit and came back again when my young fella came back into the Came back on stream and like everybody like every other parent standing on the sideline that has had an involvement in the club. Jamesy Dorgan, a member one day, said to me, Come out here, he says we need a hand down here and he put me involved with getting involved with an underage team and I suppose that was the got involved there, worked with through those right up into the minor grades and stuff there. You know, when we got my daughter's team were coming out of the they in their hall, they were looking for somebody there as well. So I got nabbed for that. So um but look it's been fabulous I mean, um, and I've worked my way through there in a sense with, with various squads and stuff. And I suppose an awful lot of my time, I suppose, recently has been in, involved in administration. You know, after getting involved in teams then, of course, you get roped into the underage committee initially. And then I was asked to kind of, would, would I do something with street leagues? So I looked after street leagues for four years. You know, got to see the last street leagues in, obviously the last street leagues in the South Douglas Road and the first street leagues here in Trebek, so, uh, which was great. Went on sort of, as an officer of underage. Went down, become became underage chairman. uh went on to become club secretary, and in December landed a job as as, as chairman. you know? So it's been a roller coaster time. Yeah. So you you, you picked a, a good year to take over the chairman role. Oh, it's been, Karen. It's been it's it's been a, a busy busy year. you know? People would say, oh, the shutdown came, so you've had an easy year. It's been anything but. Yeah. Really yeah. and truly, it's been anything but. And look, hats off to everybody. You know, I'm one person. I get I get the privilege of kind of probably heading up things, but you know, nothing that has happened here over the recent months would have happened without the volunteers we have. The management committee have been tremendous, really and truly. People do not understand the amount of hours that the management committee have put in here in recent months. Shutdown came in, and in March, like we met the night the night the government announced the shutdown, like we we had a management meeting, we put all our plans in place and put all our regulations in place and then we had, we had a lot of stuff to do there. But we met consistently nearly every 10 days we had virtual meetings and every time we were planning on reopening and there was some, you know, you had all your plans laid. And next, all of a sudden the day after, there was a whole new set of guidelines came and you had to come back and you had to change okay. it all again. And, and on top of that then, I suppose there was a lot during the shutdown itself, there was a lot of stuff that needed to be done. And again, club members were tremendous. They, you know so many of them put up their hands yeah. and stepped up like Karen interference with yourself like you oversaw our community involvement there you know got a group of people together went out and done the work with the super values and the centres yeah. and um, you know got involved with the, the city council aspect of things there and, and oversaw all that for us and that was you know and, and that was great and and very much respected because we've got acknowledgments back in from the community kind of thank yous back in from the community um, that's pretty important for, to look for, after community absolutely that, yeah know. and and you know giving a thank you to all those that helped out there and I suppose then we had kind of the management committee themselves kind of oversaw the security of the grounds initially mm-hmm. until we could get people back on site and Brian like with yourself and with the, the complex committee here you put another group together yeah. that came down here nightly to look after the place again that eased, eased the burden on the managing committee the grounds committee again done tremendous work like you know Look, you're all playing in a sense. You've all been involved with squads, and you saw the the the, the, the way the grounds were when everybody came back training. Mm. Pitches were immaculate. Yeah. Yeah, in yeah. fairness, like to the grounds committee there, they put in loads of work there as well to make sure everything was right in that regard. And then when it came to reopening and getting teams back on the pitch, I suppose every team has played an effort. You know, I suppose we had probably for the first time every every we had a virtual meeting with every team from under six to the senior footballers. Mm-hmm. All involved in a virtual meeting discussing our reopening plans and everybody bought into the rules and everybody has adhered to the rules. You know, there's no infighting over pitches and who's getting what pitch tonight or whatever else. Everybody, that the plan is there and we have the break periods between the sessions. Mm-hmm. I can't say enough about those that, that were all involved. And of course, I suppose the big event we had during the shutdown was the, was the big fundraiser that Tory Cook and the junior ladies ran. Again, it was a day, yeah. mm. fabulous, fabulous, you know, like, and we went that morning, I remember talking to Tory that morning, I think, and and, and the fund was at about 7,000, I think, and, you know, by the Monday, that fund had gone up over 20,000, you know. It was just an Unreal, incredible yeah. weekend, raising money for a very important charity, and I suppose then, again, it got everybody out. Everybody participated, more, all the photographs that came in and all the social media posts, and, mm. you know, like, and we saw it from... From Bombay Beach to, to you know, world, right right yeah. along the world, like we saw the post coming in of the Nemo people wearing their colours. Yeah, it was great to see. It was fabulous to see. Mm. It was fabulous to
2: see. Even with, with this podcast, started, we've got messages and text back from people all over the world, which is, is great to see. And I suppose mm. it just shows there's there's Nemo people everywhere. It's just not in the local community. There's Nemo people everywhere, really. There is, yeah. yeah. And, and, and
0: it's a family... You know, look, and, and we always view ourselves here as a family, family yeah, yeah. you know. And and we always kind of look out for each other and the importance here, really, again. And and things like the podcast, and and in fairness, you know, to, to yourselves, for, you know, taking the initiative and getting this together, you know, and I think our, our PRO is this year too. I mean, look, Managing to put a lot a, a plan in place around social media stuff, and I think with... With Paul and Ali this year, you know, all our social media profile has increased and stuff as well. So the big effort there, now. But again, it's about it's about it's all back to the volunteers, Brian.
1: It's all back to the volunteers and the work that they're all. That everybody's chipping in. So we might go back to March, middle of March, I suppose, was when the kind of lockdown first happened. So what was the directive from Crow Park prior to that? Was Was there any kind of pre warning that look? it seems as if there's going to be a national lockdown and this is what we want clubs to do or was it just a reactive kind of thing? How, how did it work? I suppose everybody was taken for six when the initial thing came. Like yeah, I remember yeah. that day being in work on that, on that
0: Thursday morning and, and, and the Taoiseach made the announcement from America that there was a lockdown coming basically and that everything was, schools were stopping the following day and I remember management met that night and we said, right, look, what can we do at that stage? The kind of the bars and everything else hadn't been closed mm-hmm. And I suppose we, we had to kind of look at that regulation and stuff that was there. Our training was stopped. We were supposed to have a match that night, on that Thursday night, on the 13th of March. Uh, that match was pulled. There was nothing initially came from Crook Park on that particular day. But most certainly in the in the day or two after it, everything came very quickly after that. But I think management, to be fair here, management met that Thursday night, you know, at very short notice. And we, we started putting all our plans in place. We started looking at how we could manage the Navarra inside, and, you know keeping within regulations and then of course the bookings fell but you know very quickly parties got cancelled and other group things got cancelled and the announcement came from the government that everything was to shut on the sunday though we had probably taken a decision on the day before that we were going to close because we had no bookings and okay. and look and in order in order to survive you need income you know and there was going to be no income so uh, we our astros were gone the pictures were gone the meeting rooms are gone Wiped out everything. Wiped, yeah. Everything was gone, yeah. mm. basically, you know. And we had to work with that then. And, 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 you know, and and that was, you know, look, in fairness to the staff here, the staff took it well and they understood where we were and, and how things had to be, you know. Mm.
1: And once the club was closed then, was there much engagement with Pro Park or the oh, board or whoever just to kind mm. of keep updated and how to keep things going? Oh, coming?
0: absolutely. There was correspondence coming like there was no tomorrow. As I said earlier, look, management met every, nearly every 10 days. We had virtual meetings nearly every 10 days keeping on top of all the up to date regulations and all the top on top of all the various things, you know, um all the guidelines and there was you know I think rules around how, how to manage your grounds and about making sure your complexes were all safe, your buildings were all safe, the checks that needed to be done on site. Okay. And if there's or you know, so there was there was a lot of stuff came in. There was virtual meetings with Crook Park and there was virtual meetings with the various associations because you know like we not only we the GA, but we have the Comogie and the LGFA yeah, yeah. and so they were all they were all issuing their, their own so, guidelines yeah, and stuff yeah, we, as well and, and then you had a coordinating committee in Dublin that was set up between the three associations and then everything that came out after that was it was, was a, a single message coming out to to, to the to the to the overall GA
1: family. This was back to the reopening and uh, when games started returning again a totally different system where tickets are required for people to turn up to games oh, how did that work or what well, is the kind of or is it working yeah. <laughs> 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 Oh, I suppose put yourselves in our position in the
0: management commi- position here right and, and and fairness to Kevin Kevin is doing a lot of work in there in, in that regard right as, as our club secretary look it is probably one of the most frustrating things mm. around tickets you know like for senior football championship games Like we would have normally bigger numbers And and I suppose in recent years Because our club is growing mm. We're getting more and more people yeah. going to our games And you know To the senior football match The first game Like we got 20 tickets For the second game We got 10 tickets right <laughs> And and who knows what we're going to get For the third round of the championship Unless things reopen in the meantime mm. do you think So it you, is you, very do
2: difficult you, Do you think it'll, attendances will get bigger? In At your, the moment? In your own no opinion, I don't in think so means. no
0: No I think looking at the numbers the way things are going, I think we I think people are going to be erring on the side of caution. Then it means that the more people are traveling together, mm-hmm. the more people are congregating going in and coming out. it's not about the social distancing inside, inside and the grounds. Yeah. it's about it's about how everything else around that system is managed. Mm-hmm. you know, but if you were asked me hand on heart brain, no, I don't think it's going to increase, and I don't think it's going to increase anytime soon.
2: Right. Um. I'd agree with you on that. I, I. think I can see it in gre- increasing. Um, yeah. This side of Christmas, anyway. That's yeah. my own personal opinion. Yeah. Um, and you're entitled I, to it. I am. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, I. I. Especially with the with the counts going up, with the figures going up, you know, I. I think.
0: Um, yeah. And I think the government's thing it's all about getting the schools reopened, and in order to get the schools reopened safely, you know, they need to get the numbers down mm-hmm. And look, who knows what's going to happen between now and. and and the next big scheduled announcement you know everything could go backwards everything might be paused we don't know hmm. we just don't know but yeah tickets is, it's it is the most frustrating thing and then you're trying to manage how oh, do you manage 10 tickets among a whole club <laughs> like do you know right like, it is Um. in fairness with I suppose we've had more tickets available for the intermediate games you know we had a kind of we had 40 I think for the first match we had 20 for the second match we're getting 40 for all the junior games and we're we're putting those on general sale in the club yeah. you hmm. know it, we said look it's a simple thing in a sense that we can just open that out. But look, how do you put 10 tickets in a thing? You you get the tickets on a Wednesday, the matches on a Saturday. Yeah. There's not much you can do, They're to like be all fair. Ir- you know? All
1: Ireland tickets all over, again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Club. Some yeah. fellas claiming
2: in through gardens tickets the matches, I hear. I believe so, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> believe so, yes. <laughs> we go back into opening up this weekend, I suppose, which is a bit of good news for the club. Um, Obviously, it's just bare and kitchen facilities will be open the complex will be closed, the Ashton Turf and the Hall. So, I suppose, for people booking at the weekend... Is there a number they can go through or is it through social media um to make a booking and
0: okay so first of all the astros are open right Um, open. all outdoor facilities are open right okay indoor facilities are closed okay, okay? that's and you know and i suppose that we're in regular contact with crook park about when can we open indoor facilities and stuff there there are slight differences i suppose between government regulations and ga regulations and we're governed by ga regulations so we're, we're working with crook park on that and and we are seeing where you know but again we'll be governed in relation to that in relation to the bar itself you know look the regulation there is very simple you have to have food so we have organized menus and special menu and stuff there that will be available Um, the bar will be open 6 till 11 friday saturday and sunday night initially and that's an initial thing right our plan hopefully is that if this works we'll be able to expand the hours or or expand the days um but if you know this is back to people coming and supporting the venture Right mm-hmm. People have looked for the club to be opened We've taught how we were going to do it We now have the procedures in place to do it But now we need the members to come and support it you know Because like You know It is a It is a um, You know It is a financial venture Right mm-hmm. You know We can't be opening it at us um, So for this to work It does need to be financially viable You know um, otherwise, the whole thing could come crashing back down again. Um, we would be yeah. adhering to all social distancing. Oh, absolutely, so. absolutely. Like we, you know, when so you know, in order, to, so suppose first of all, in order to book, you need to make contact with reception here, right? The the but the the main club phone number, right? Okay. When you make contact with the main phone club, it's manned from twelve o'clock to from twelve o'clock on, okay. on okay. you know, twelve to six. Kind of reception is open now, Monday to Friday. Uh, so we'll have staff there manning that so people can make their bookings at any stage there. If it's a Saturday, the club will be open, or we'll have somebody on the reception up to one o'clock in the yeah. day, right? They will be back in then till five o'clock in the evening getting ready for, for opening and on Sunday it'll be from five o'clock on that people will be able to ring and book. So the booking facilities are up and uh, up and running, right? Mm. We have a couple of bookings in already for Friday, which is great. Right? <laughs> uh, <you>. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hopefully hopefully we can multiply that a bit. Um, you know, again we have you know with the regulations, I suppose it's an hour and forty five minutes and then we have an hour fifteen minutes clean down time okay, from okay. end to one booking. And I suppose there was always a question then about families. Look, what well, how can we facilitate families? So, you know, generally in a lot of places kids aren't being left in. But we, we are doing a first sitting from 6 to 8, where we, we'll allow families to come in, but children must be off-site by 8 o'clock, right? But there will be no access to any of the indoor facilities, you know, the indoor they can't go to the indoor so, and people must stay seated. So when they arrive at the door, at the, at the front door, they'll be coming in the main door, they will have to sign, to sign in. Mm. So people will have to sign in with the date, uh, the time they're coming in there and a contact number right so we will need that for contact tracing right just in case something happens or there's there's an outbreak or we need to go right so that that's that side of it um and then they'll be shown to their seats right so we have all the tables are all numbered and stuff like that so we will have staff to look after all that side of it so you'll have a one way in system so it'll be in there and into either the bar or the lounge right and the exits will be out through the. The fire exits on the, out onto the verandas, oh. right? That'll be the exit routes, okay, right? Sorry. So you'll have a one-way flow within the building. Uh, you know, minimise numbers again in the toilets. There's no bar service. It's all table service, No, so you can't be standing at the bar looking for things. So we'll have people working the floor, mm. um, serving the tables there, taking the food orders, serving up there, and, and, and serving the drinks and stuff at the tables, right? Okay. But everybody coming in must get food, right? right. That's, you know, so it's not a case of oil... You know, Karen, you're going to ring with a table for booking for table six and but you order one meal for six for six people. That's not that's not going to work. Yeah. You know? Everybody must get food. Like, you know, look, we've gone to the expense of getting people in to do food and stuff as well. So, you know, this all has to work across the board for everybody involved.
2: Have you a sample of the menu?
0: No, chicken and chips. (laughs) I no, I suppose look um you know, look, I, yeah, I mean, look, we we have chicken curries, I think, and we have um, chicken and mushroom and stuff. Right. There's, there's beef there. You know, there's a beef dish there. Um, there is uh, lasagna and stuff there. So, like, we you know, and, and look, they'll be served with rice and chips and stuff like that. We'll have a veggie option and stuff there thrown in as well. Okay. Um, and there'll be a kid's menu then, kind of nuggets and chips and, and right. sausage and chips and stuff for kids. Hmm. So, you know, so look, we are, and I suppose it's it's 10 euros per head for the, for the adults, right? Um, kids obviously going to be cheap in that, but like 10 euros per head and, and that's keeping in compliance as well because you are asked to have at least a, a substantial meal and stuff So, you know, we are taking this very carefully, like in a sense with social distancing, applying in, in the lounge and the bar You know, we've got rid of all the floor tables and stuff, the big tables and stuff that were in, the, in, in both areas so everybody will just be distanced out. it's seated, seated. Yeah, it's all seated. The whole lot of it. And closing times again, again, just. Yeah, I suppose. Look, the the regulation again that was all tweaked, and the last lot of government regulations is that everybody has to be off site by eleven. So in terms of bookings, the last booking will be for nine o'clock. So that's a two-hour booking. will finish at eleven, mm-hmm. right? You're over in forty-five minutes. So like, and then, um, so eleven o'clock. The, the you know the, we have to shut the front door at eleven, which means everybody has to be off site. So with the last food bookings there. At, uh, at nine bar will close about 10 10 15 you know and then people have to be offside
1: by 11 okay. and you're you're telling people to make sure they book as well so like don't rock down on sunday at five o'clock and look yeah and look ideally look the ideal thing here is that if people book in
0: advance we know where we are with numbers and that helps with staffing levels and stuff as well that we know um
2: exactly where we are um a big thing would be i suppose if the seniors out. Is it the sixth of Sunday the 6th People would nearly need to book in advance. Yeah. No. Oh, absolutely! But, because obviously people go. Obviously, there might be we might be streaming it here, like Karen streaming games and uh, mm-hmm. on the Facebook. So
0: well, yeah, and I suppose, and that's I think, and that's that's the other query. I suppose when look when we come back in and you're talking about games mm-hmm. and you're talking about streaming games, mm-hmm. the rule there is that the Irish Examiner are the the media sponsors for the mm-hmm. the, the county board. And if they're streaming a match, we can't stream a match. That's yeah. the So they might be streaming a different match, at a, you know, but if they're, if they're streaming a match at the exact same time we're playing, then we can't stream yeah. it, just in case why members are wondering why, oh, how come we weren't able to stream the senior game, but we could stream the intermediate game, the premier intermediate match. That was the reason why, because they, the Irish Examiner were doing a game on Saturday evening. You know, and the other thing I suppose, look, just as, as people are queuing up to come in and waiting to sign in, social distancing rules apply. Hopefully that we'll have everything open before too before too long. Yeah. But again a lot will depend on,
1: on the way the national picture and stuff will be. And just one last thing, the club shop. It's been a five, six months now since anyone's been able to buy any gear, so yeah. So no, the club shop open. will be
0: because we have our, our, our kinda of news back there on days and stuff as well, so the club shop will be open kinda of during the day. Okay. Again, you know, look the, the building is such as not so they can come in but again you're only in on ones and stuff there they can come in they can get what they need from the shop there between twelve and 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 six on a Monday to Friday, it's open ten to one on a Saturday. So the club shop the gear is available from the club shop.
2: Just away from the COVID I suppose and the club reopening which is which hopefully will go well and be a success. For yourself I know you've done a lot of work with the ladies and underage and camogie and stuff. Uh, how good was it to see? Our first camogie came out in action last uh, last week. Yeah, I suppose one of the last things
0: that that my last year as underage chairman, we got camogie back up and running in the club, and that took a long time. I tried it when I was in looking after street leagues, but there just wasn't the uptake at the time. We didn't have the same quantity of girls as we do now, and I suppose this is all a development year, mm. you know, for them really. Minor camogie squad were down in, in... The demand for camogie in the club came from the players themselves. Like, the young girls themselves. They were doing the summer camps. They were doing the cool camps. Mm-hmm. And they said, like, "We well, can't we play with Nemo? You know, so they were they were playing football here, but playing camogie somewhere else. So they want they wanted to come and do the whole lot in the one club. So we got it up and running, in fairness. And we started initially, I think, with 34 players. We registered in year one. And we we put a seven or eight-year plan in place, right? And our plan, and then... Like, our numbers now We're up at over 200 Playing Camogie in the club Um, Our plan was to be Have a junior team in 2021 So we're 12 months ahead of schedule So, and I think like So it's about 40 years I think since we had A, a junior Camogie squad And in fairness They had their first outing Official outing on Friday night Against Brian Look, Came up short in the end But had a tremendous Tremendous outing You know, and like, I mean Minor Camogie Squad were down in in um Bandon. down no they were down in St Cullums, oh, in Lachine yeah. yesterday so they had a great win in there in the first round of their championship. Good. In terms of the junior ladies, in terms of the football, you go back four years, five years ago, we were struggling to get thirteen aside. We're no we're now fielding two junior teams. We have over fifty players involved in the junior junior lady squads. Again, you know our first team is undefeated again. Still, you know they're undefeated you now at this stage. Like they went two whole seasons league and championship. Our first team, are two you know, the other two matches into their round-robin Still undefeated, heading, you know, going nicely Second team, you know, have been unlucky Probably in the two games that they have played But they were two competitive games mm-hmm. But again, look, it's all about With your second squad in particular Look, it's about making sure everybody's getting game time yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, especially in the year that's in it yeah, no You know, okay. the year that's in it Where everything could come crumbling right back down Everybody, need you need to try and get game time for everybody You know but look, it's a fab, it's, it's fabulous. Like as I say, we were struggling to get a thirteen side team five years ago. Mm. We're no feeling, we're feeling two full junior squads, and uh, um what you know the lady, the ladies involvement here is flying. It's absolutely flying, and mm. and and the numbers increasing big time. You know, mm. Um and it's all positive stuff, mm. and we're seeing that then, and like even looking back down through the underage now, even the boys side, like and the girls side there. Like we have some of those Underage teams Have 50 or 60 players In some of their squads there's, Do you
2: know There's big numbers Back through the underage right? Back yeah, through some of the underage yeah, Which is
0: f- incredible yeah. Absolutely incredible no, You appears, know
2: uh, A lot of credit goes to yourself And uh, a few of the fellas That helped you along the way I suppose It's very good for the club To have a camogie team Long overdue So uh, I suppose yeah, on behalf of myself and Karen. Well,
0: well you look bring <laughs> your hurdle, right and and I, I suppose you appreciate that kind of development inside side of that, that I'm not? right <laughs> and I suppose look we've been very lucky I think and, and, and I suppose the one thing on the football side like like we've a lot of football coaches in the club right one thing we've always struggled with in the club was hurling coaches we have really and I look hands up right but we do have people who are very interested in hurling in the club and we do have very good hurling coaches in the club Um but you know, there's only so many teams they can work with and I suppose one thing on on the camogie side what we did is that we when we when we went out looking for players, we also went looking for parents, right? And there was a number of parents who have actually played hurling with other clubs, have put their hands up, you know. Um you know, we've Declan Fisher all there now who has the who has the under fourteens, like Martin Carney who works with me probably with the minor and the junior squads and that. Like, you know, so with Martin and Declan there and with Ali Moroni and stuff there who's involved as well, who's Piero of underage, but also kinda of play Kate Hurling and stuff as well. These are all fellows who kinda of put up their hand and they've they've driven on the coaching side of the three lads in particular have done huge work there. And now we're not know we're starting also to see some of our own hurlers getting back involved with some of the younger teams mm. as well, you know, um coming back with their own daughters and stuff mm-hmm. there. Um and look, that's been the nature of Nemo, isn't it, over the years, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like that's how I got involved. Like, yeah. you know, oh name my Father, come down here, we've a job for you. Right? But look, to see the players coming back. The players is the big thing here, because they 'Cause they're they're the driving force. Uh, it has always been the big positive in our club that retired players or players, you know, have come back in and then they start with the younger teams and just start working up with the under team, the underage teams. You know, look when you see um the likes of Nigeria there and, and, and you know, who look after the junior hurling was involved with intermediate for, and he's back down and he's coaching under sixes, under, under six six sevens. Seven, you know, and mm. you have that, and he's not the only one. You have orders doing the same. You know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Anything else, No, I think that's it. Um, I suppose, Polly, thanks very much for coming in to the second yeah, episode Yeah, thanks for time. Um, you've cleared so up no, a, thanks for having me. Yeah, you cleared up a lot of things there. Uh, hopefully, make things easier for people at the weekend if they're going to book. Um, and we'll have you on again, hopefully, in the near future. Thanks very much.
1: Since we recorded the interview with Podrig, there's been new government regulations introduced. um, But just confirm that the club will still be opening on Friday evening, um, and you can still book tables for Friday, Saturday, or Sunday nights uh, by ringing reception on oh two (laughs) one four eight nine four zero four one.
0: Pulling on a jersey that is so
1: how you're regarded now that has achieved so much obviously the history of the club we've of Spurs like Right so Nick time to put your Nemo knowledge to test another quiz question for you here thanks to Mick Morgan again for the details Mick the head Mick the head Mick yes. the, head. the game against Bishopstone was Paul Kerrigan's 103rd senior championship appearance for Nemo Papa? It puts him second in the list of appearances I'll give you the first place Dinny Allen has 107 games Can you name The rest Of the top 10 appearances 3 uh, to 10 Yeah 3 to 10 Yeah.
2: Jimmy Kerrigan
1: Jimmy Kerrigan Correct 3rd on 101 4th You've played with him
2: Willie Morgan No Martin Cron.
1: Close
2: Alan Cron. <laughs>
1: correct 99
2: Senior No doubt it's
1: not junior y- Yes Alan Croner senior One. 99 appearances He's 4th yes. 5th Four. He would have been a selector for you
2: Gary Murphy
1: No Gary Murphy Willie Morgan No Willie is not in the top 10 right?
2: Isn't
1: he? No Um, Ify Fisher. No In that regime Timmy Dalton No Colin Murphy Correct 97 Next up You mentioned him earlier
2: Gary Murphy No (laughs) Gary Murphy isn't in the top 10 either (laughs) Uh, Gary Murphy, not Gary Murphy, Martin Cronin.
1: Martin Cronin, correct. On ninety six, seven, On ninety two appearances. What genre? The first classic teams, I suppose. Billy Murphy. He's won it all, like Billy Murphy. No. Billy Murphy. Correct. Ninety two, eight in ninety one appearances. He's a couple of sons playing at the moment, and senior slash intermediate. Timmy Dalton. Correct ninth place with 90 appearances the gaffer
2: Stephen Wright
1: correct and final of the top 10 85 appearances
2: Billy Murray
1: correct it's not bad
2: yeah you're not know, as stupid as people say no absolutely not so I can still see that in our the Nemo team like fellas say what do you what do you have that we don't have fellas say I, I, I don't know I mean I, I can't honestly say it, but I... I What's I, secret, Denny? I, I Come on, can tell the, us. I can pick the one word, and that's sure. loyalty, you know? I mean, there's fierce loyalty in the club. I mean, I know we get slagging for... Well, if you see one Nemo fella, you'll see six together. Like, they're never, they're never on their own. That's our right. thing. But that's all down to love of the club and loyalty.
1: Right, so, Nick, we'll, uh, we'll start away there and the run down on some of the most recent championship fixtures.
2: So, I think you've got the underage ones there. yeah. Our Premier 1 minor team, football, were out on Wednesday the 12th of August against Douglas and were defeated on a scoreline of one seventeen to one 8 I think, here you were at that game.
1: Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, They are maybe a bit unlucky. Douglas probably a bit more kind of powerful. They did a lot of big fellas and the lads, in fairness, fought away until the end.
2: And uh, they have one more group game, which is away on Wednesday the 26th of August to Glamour. Yeah. Another tough one there, so best of luck to the lads. In under sixteen football, the lads played Saint Michael's on the twenty fifth of July. This was a great game. We were at that game, Karen. Michael's were probably a bit better again on the day. Yeah. I suppose both sets of forwards were on top really. Nemo unlucky to to lose out on a scoreline of four nine to one twelve. They're playing this Saturday a home game that will have no attendance. <laughs> Saturday the twenty second of August against Mallow So we wish the lads again best luck in that game. Yeah. Our minor ladies team. Uh, played naval bond on the 5th of August Again a very good game Some good scores from both teams And our ladies came out on top With a 3 point win So well done to them Our minor girls Again were out on Tuesday the 18th of August uh, Away to St fouls And they won on a scoreline of 6-7 to 4-9 Well done again to the girls On to the camogie side of things Which has been very busy in the last couple of weeks Our junior ladies Took to the field Last Friday night against Brian Dillons. Well done to all. Who took part. Um, That's the first Name Rangers adult Camoge team. In over 40 years to take the pitch So a big well done to all. They were unlucky in defeat. They came out on a scoreline of 5-6 to 3-6 to Brian Dillons. Our minor Camoge girls. Made a trip to Caelkill on Sunday the 16th. This was a very close game. In the first half. Defenses were on top. And Neymar 4 points up. The Nemo girls sustained a strong comeback from St Cullum's in the second half, and our girls held on for a record to record a full time score of Nemo range two seven St Cullum's one six. So well done to the girls again. Our under fourteen and under twelve Kamoghi teams were in action as well last week, and were both, unlucky to be beaten by our under fourteens were beaten by Bandon, and our under twelves were beaten by Bishopstone. Um, but look, it's great to see Kamoghi. Um, up and running in the club and long may continue
1: yeah floating it in to the full forward line Joe Kavner oh that's a great point
2: So Karen, I think you've wound up on the, the senior side of the club. Yeah, uh, so we'll start uh, with the senior footballers. Um
1: they were in action uh, last Saturday evening in Ring against Bishopstown, Um and they won on a scoreline of 217 to 6 points. Um so that's two wins from two for senior footballers, uh, which means they topped the group and they have a scoring difference of plus 22, which will be important um for the for the last round of games. Um so yeah, two wins out of two to start off can't really ask too much more
2: no good performance game for the lads um, Douglas now
1: next yeah um, always a tough game against Douglas um, and we we kind of need, need to win to ensure that we, we, we top, we the, top group. the group and hopefully then we, our scoring difference will be enough to guarantee us uh, a place in the semi-final
2: I think you have a breakdown of how the groups will break down senior intermediate there
1: is that? Yeah, so um the senior one we're we're top of our group on four points, um and a scoring difference of plus twenty-two. Douglas are next on two points, and they've got a scoring difference of plus two. Valerovers next on two points, and a scoring difference of minus two, and Bishopstone are our bottom with uh, no points and a scoring difference of minus twenty two. Uh so we really need to win the next day to ensure that, ensure that we qualify and to top the group. Cause if we lose to Douglas, and Valleys beat Bishopstone, then it'll, it'll be a three-way tie-off goes to, to head, see who goes, goes through. To head to head then, it, isn't it? It's kind of complicated. So, if there's only two teams joined, it will go to head-to-head. To head. So, for argument's sake, if Douglas, if we lose to Douglas and Bishopstone beat Valleys, then Douglas will top the group because it's head-to-head. Head, but if Valleys beat Bishopstone and Douglas beat us, then we'll go to the scoring difference. Um and we've we've a fairly strong scoring difference, so hopefully um we we should progress with that. Okay. and um, the intermediate throughout the next day? Yeah, on the Sunday so they played Cantork and again another win for the lads. Um they won on a score of 4-8 to 17 points. Um it was a great performance from the lads. Um they they started off really well. Some cracking goals. Yeah, some really good goals. Um Dolores got a homer. He did in fairness to him a top corner job. And yeah, it is going it's good to see that there's a lot of younger lads coming through in the inters as yeah, awesome. well. Yeah. Um and then fellas like Dolores kinda of, and grainy and these these older kind of lads sprinkle in. Dr. J. Oh yeah, J J back. So it the way it looks at the moment is uh, we're top on four points and a scoring difference of plus twelve. Then it's uh McCroom on two points, they have a scoring difference of plus three. Can Turk on two points a scoring difference of minus two and Gabriel Rangers on zero points um a difference of uh, minus eleven. So we're out against McCroom the next day and like in the same situation really as the as the seniors um we need to win to kind of guarantee we go through uh, and top the group. So the fixtures next up the Intermediates are playing McCroom in Neusestown at four o'clock on Saturday the 4th of September and the seniors are playing Douglas. On Sunday the 5th of September in Parkley Quive
2: at 2pm. At the moment, all behind closed doors?
1: Yes, Um. so uh, at the time of recording, we've just uh, heard of the new regulations in place, so it's a small bit up in the air. So at the moment, it will only be the both sets of players allowed in. So we're hoping... We'll just have to see how that pans yeah, out. Yeah, we'll see how it pans out. Um, It's still a few weeks away so things could change again. Mm. So you never know. Um and if not, hopefully either the examiner or ourselves will be able to stream games so people will be able to watch them. Um so yeah, that's the situation senior
2: intermediate. Our junior footballers wrote last week against St. Michael's, was not
1: it? Yeah, a great win for the junior footballers against St. Michaels. Uh, the score was three twelve to three nine. Uh that was playing Ballon Lock. Yeah, a good win against a, kind of a young Michaels team considering that a lot of the uh, the junior footballers are maybe the wrong side of 30, yourself included. Yeah. How did, how
2: did you find the game? Uh, no, look, I suppose Michaels were probably one of the fancy teams at the start of the year. They beat us in the semi-final last year. They got a run in the county, they run the city, they got a run in the county. So, Michaels would have been one of the favourite teams to come out of the city again this year. But uh, on the night, yeah. We were probably better we started well we had mark rona with us we were lucky to have him so i think he 2-1 in f- inside the first five ten minutes mm. and we kind of held on from there really um michael's put it up to us all right in the second half but look we held on for the win a uh, good character show by the boys again a few younger players on board played well so we don't know who we have next it's an open draw so uh look great right into the semi-final
1: and uh and the uh, the junior footballers they don't know who we have in the semi final or date for it so um we'll keep you updated once we have those um and just upcoming fixtures for the city division uh, the junior hurlers are playing on Monday the 24th in Ballinock versus Brian Dillons Uh throw there is uh quarter to 7 um and again i presume there'll be no tickets available um will we be streaming We'll we'll have to see. Uh okay. we don't know what what's gonna happen with access. Um so yeah, it's it's all up in the air. Um and the on Sunday the twenty third, the junior C footballers are playing championship against Lock Rovers. Uh that's throwing it half one in battle
2: Best of luck to that. Yeah.
1: And finally the Lotto jackpot is now up at eight thousand four hundred. Uh so make sure to get your tickets in before the weekend, uh, you can buy the tickets in the clubhouse or through the website,
2: nemarangers.ie. So, Karen, that's our show, episode two. Done and dusted. We covered a lot this evening. We did. I'd like to thank yourself and Owen Weldon, who produced this evening's show. And also a big thank you to our chairman, Padre Tracy, for coming into the studio. Best of luck to all our teams that are open championship over the next few weeks and um, any feedback people have uh, let us know
1: um, I'm sure most people know how to get in touch with us but um, you can also email nemonobodies at gmail.com uh, with any suggestions, questions, feedback etc um, and we'll be sure to get back to you so yeah I think that's it And stay safe and Nemo boo thank you
2: The second, oh, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> we the group of started, didn't you? <laughs> and I suppose our minor footballers were out after them. Then and they were beaten by St Michael's on a scoreline of. No, it was wasn't it? I have to eat that song. <laughs> I thought you were going to stop it eh? after <laughs> that. How the club coped throughout the lockdown and the reopening of the club host this weekend. I'll stop that again. Why did you say club host is two separate know. words? <laughs> I don't know. Cochrane, go on. lord Hey, Hey. Hey, brother champs.